What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, what are you made of? What are you made of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy and subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, Mike C-Rock. It is an awesome day because we have Lisa Patrick with us, and I'm excited to find out what she's made of. Before we do that, though, guys, I want to remind you that the book Rocket Fuel, my debut book uh, with the forward written by Grant Cardone, is out. February 7th is the release date, depending on when this this, uh, episode comes out. But you can get it no matter what, because as I'm speaking right now, it's available via the link, mikecrock.com forward slash book, mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's C-Rock, C-R-O-C, by the way. And I want to thank all of you for joining us. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you for the opportunity to inspire you and bring guests on to inspire you. Uh, I'm full of gratitude for that and humbled that I have that opportunity. So uh, so let's introduce our guest, Lisa, today. She's an investor, business development strategist, and personal branding expert, Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine contributor, acting chief entrepreneur officer at Belongify Partner, and Canadian master distributor at Assessment 24 by 7, I guess, dot CA, X7.ca. I'll let, <laughs> let you clarify that in a minute. And CEO of her own personal brand, consulting with other thought leaders, helping them make their brands relevant, creating new connections and impact while growing legacies of their own. Recently nominated as one of 12 finalists for Top Sales World Podcast, the Coffee with Lisa podcast. Lisa hosts an eclectic group of world-renowned authorities who share their stories and experiences in business and life over a cup of coffee. Now, that was tough, guys, because there's some, some really words in there that you have to really pronunciate. And it was good to get my mouth warmed up for this interview. So Lisa, thank you very much for sharing that bio and thank you for being here. <laughs> hey, Mike, how's it going? I'm doing great. Thank you. Love I just, it. I just so got to tell me what does Waymo crew, what does the well, Waymo crew mean? Waymo is short for what are you made of? So long story short, we started awesome. using Waymo hashtag Waymo instead of what are you made of all long and everything. And we shortened it. And then I started yeah. selling hats and shirts and come to find out Google has a company with self-driving car technology called Waymo. So I got a letter from their attorneys, which is awesome because that means I got Google's attention. And uh, did something right, but we worked yep. it out. And uh, I wear the hat still, but I can't sell any product or talk really much about Waymo. I talk about what are you made of? And we've gone on to talk about rocket fuel now. And uh, just let me remind our listeners and Lisa, this you as well. What are you made of is all about turning setbacks into rocket fuel. When I said, what are you made of to myself? And I continuously say that to myself, it's in tough times or times where I want to take things up a notch. And I look back and say, all the like, like really evaluate all the things that I've been through in my life and know that that is all fuel and training sessions for my future. And so this podcast was spurned out of that concept. And I bring guests on now to share their stories and things that they look back on, not for regret or to get stuck in the, the past, but what do they use to fuel their success? Because everybody's got it. So Lisa, I'm going to ask you the question. What are you made of? Well, well, Mike, I'm made of a few things. I have four guiding principles that I use uh, every day each and every day, all day long. 
And the first one is find a way. And so I'm sure you can relate, you know, when we're, when we're stuck in a moment, we have to find a way and whether that's a workaround or that's a a process or a system, whatever it takes to get it done, we have to find a way to do it. The second one is forward, not perfection. And so I think a lot of people get like stuck in this perfection mode, right? Where they want to have it so perfect that they never move forward. And that just stops them from doing some really great things and, and tuning in to the frequency of their greatness, right? Because they're stuck and they're they're so worried about being perfect and perfect never it's it's not yeah. a great place to be. Yeah. Next you know one what? is let loose. That, that that reminds me hard, hold, hold on one second. I want to stop you for a second because that reminds yeah. me we always say thrust is a must because you must be moving forward yeah. no matter what. Thrust is a must. Go forward and we yeah. obviously tie that into rocket fuel so I love that one by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's uh so then the next one is let loose cuz I think we forget to really truly be ourselves, right? And let loose of everything else, whatever that may be, whatever some haters are hating on you, or you've created these stories, because lots of times people create their own stories in their mind of what they believe to be true. But in reality, it's nothing like that. It's funny, I had, uh, when I met this one lady, this is quite a few years ago now, we're really good friends, but we were talking, but we were talking over text. And uh, I said to her, I just simply set this text, I said, oh my God, this blew my mind. And 20 minutes later, there was a knock on my door because she's locally and she's standing there like physically shaking and upset. And she's like, are you all right? Are you all right? And I'm like, oh no, are you all right? Like you look like you're about to fall apart. Is everything okay? And she's like, well, no, you told me that this is gonna blow your mind. So she automatically, the story in her mind went to something bad had happened, right? And in my mind, it was like, yes, awesome. Something really great happened. So words really matter. And, you know, we've got to be able to let loose of those stories and those predisciplines predispositions of what we think and those biases, right? Because yeah. we don't necessarily know what's always going on in somebody else's world. Yeah. So that's you know, that's all, that's that all, for, all formulated by past experiences or people's imprint yeah. on our subconscious mind of, you know, somebody else said that to her before, or maybe she wasn't really, maybe she was younger and didn't really know that somebody said that. And there was some kind of trauma attached to that, obviously. And so that's what she related yeah. to. Right. And then yeah, here, exactly, here you're excited. Exactly. And he, and the thing is, is that I think people just automatically default to the bad. We have to hardwire our brains to think everything is always a positive and is good and not to default to, oh my God, something, you know, why aren't they answering their call? Or, you know, what did I do wrong? Or, you know, people default to that so quickly and easily. And that's really what gets us often into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a hundred percent. I'm in alignment with you there with with everything that I talk about all the time. What's uh so you're not going to get out of this question by the way. I want to know what you are made of. Like what yeah. are some things from your past? Uh sometimes I have to dig a little bit with people cuz uh I love that what you just shared, but I want to dig yeah. deeper. So let's go back and what what are some things that like tell us some stories or anecdotes from your past that you still think about and feed off of. Sure. So um one time, so I'm fortunate that I uh, have some really great mentors and guides and advisors. And, and uh, early in my speaking career, I had to go onto stage. And right before the event, Patricia Fripp, who is a Hall of Fame professional speaker, and she's a speech coach, pulled me aside. And she said, I want to know, what's, what, how are you opening your, your scent? Like, how are you opening your presentation? And so I gave her what I was going to open. 
And I was nervous because this is really the first time ever I had been in front of a stage and, you know, I was sabotaging myself because here I was thinking, okay, are they going to want to listen to me? Do I have anything of value? You know, all these things that go on in your mind. And now I had like the presentation speech coach asking me what my opening sentence was going to be right before I went on the stage. And so I said to her, you know, thank you very much. All the mistakes that most public speakers make. She's like, nope, that's not what you're saying. And like, this is truly my five minutes before I got on stage and you have all these other things going on in your mind. Like, am I going to suck? Am I going to remember what I'm supposed to tell them? All the, and now I have her telling me that that's not what I'm going to say. After you've rehearsed and rehearsed. And uh, so she said, this is what you're going to say. And she, so she told me what I was going to say. And so I walked on the stage and, you know, I still to this day can feel myself vibrating from that experience. And it had a profound impact on my life because it did change the course of my speaking career, number one. But number two, when I walked up on a stage and I stood there, who was sitting in the front row was Patricia Fred. <laughs> and she sat through the whole thing. So now not only was she changing what I was saying, what I was about to add, feeding, you know, the fuel of being so afraid of stepping out of my comfort zone. That was a pivotal moment in my career. And I oh mean, I love that because you know what you want thought through the thought that goes through your head during that period of time is right after that is I'll yeah. never let that happen again. Like if somebody asks me that yeah. question, I guarantee I'm going to have the right answer for that one. And so that prepared you for every yeah. time you would have gone on stage again in the future, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, my father-in-law, bless his heart, he's, he's passed on now, but he used to tell me, he used to say, you know, if I can't prepare you, the world will. And, you know, I tell my, I have, I have twin daughters at home and I tell them that all the time, right? If I can't teach you, the world will. And sometimes those lessons, those lessons in that moment are the biggest learning moments that we'll ever have in our career, right? Yeah. Because we're in the moment. We have no choice. Yeah. You can tell your kids, pick your teacher. <laughs> and I'm not as harsh as the, the world is. <laughs> yeah. Um, all yeah, unprepared, yeah, exactly, exactly. All, all unprepared people will be punished by the market or the world at some point if they don't prepare. So now when I go on stage and I'm, you know, prepared, it's the easiest thing in the world for me. I don't sweat. I don't get nervous. Yeah. I get excited. I get fired up, yeah. but the times that I've ever, and for yeah. those listening that want to get into public speaking or, you know, have a fear of public speaking, what happens is if you're not prepared, that's when the sweaty palms come into play, the nervousness, the, the, the confusion in your mind. Yeah. But when you're prepared and you take that proactive approach to, to being a professional, you know, being a champion and want to be the best and you prepare, man, it's, 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 there's nothing more rewarding to me than doing that and then hitting the stage and then feeling accomplished and, and seeing the crowd, you know, a, a satisfied crowd when I'm done and an engaged crowd. It's, it's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah. So you, uh, it is. A, well, and it's funny right. about, you know, ten, ten, oh, sorry, I was gonna say about 10 years later, uh, Patricia and I, cause we're now we're, we're good friends and colleagues. And, and so I said to her, I said, do you still get nervous? Cause you know, professional speaker, you know, hall of fame trailblazer. She's like, the only thing that gets me nervous is whether or not I'll still be able to deliver value. Am I delivering value to the audience? Is it the message they want to hear? Speaking does not make me nervous. It's about the delivery of that makes her nervous. So I think, I think there always has to be, you know, a particular point to where you're still nervous, mm-hmm. but what you're nervous about changes. Right. right. So I think right. you're right. Preparation is definitely key. Now speaking, um, whether it's on the podcast or in front of people, you know, physically in front of people, 
Have you ever had an experience? Because I experienced this. I want to share this with you. Uh, where you, not I, I don't want to say out of body experience, but it's it's more of an extra. I don't even know the word. Extrential, out out of body experience. Basically, like you're seeing what's going on, but it's not yep. really you. And and you get on a roll. I think it might be called being in the zone. But you get going, and you're just like rolling. And then when you're done, you look back and like yeah, I don't even yeah. remember what I said. Yeah. You know, like you ever had that? That happens. Happens to me lots when I'm driving. You ever been on a ro- on the road? You know, you're by yourself and you're just you're driving, and all of a sudden towns go by, and you think, "What? How did I get here so fast? Yeah. Where did this town and that town and that town go?" Right? Like you're in the zone and you're just thinking, and and nobody to to bother you or or influence what you're thinking about. Totally been there. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. I love it, and I think that I perform the best when I'm in that mode. Um, on the podcast, like I've interviewed some great people and I've also been on some big interviews or big podcasts. And I always look back and I'm like, I don't even remember saying that stuff. Where did that come from? Like, I, I'm glad I said it, but I don't remember. So I just didn't know if you experienced that before. How did you get your podcast with the uh, coffee with Lisa podcast started? What, what inspired that? You know what? That was just from, yeah. So, um, several years ago, so I'm very fortunate. I have a really great network like you do, Mike. And everybody kept saying, I want to get on your podcast, interview me, interview me. Uh, I didn't have a podcast, but interview me. So I'm from Canada, a small town in in, uh, Saskatchewan, Canada, actually, where uh, that's where the podcast name Coffee from Lisa came from. So growing up on a farm as an only child, uh, most, most business things that happened, happened at the kitchen table over a cup of coffee. And so the neighbors would come and, you know, in the wintertime, they'd farm, right, at the kitchen table. In the summertime, they'd farm at the kitchen table. Like We grew more crop on that kitchen table than we actually grew in the fields, to be yeah. quite honest. Yeah. And so coffee from Lisa really came from that concept of let's sit down and have a cup of coffee and share experiences and stories and, and walk away, hopefully, with a golden nugget that we can apply to our business or to our life. And so that's where Coffee with Lisa came from. Um, so it's I'm in my second year now, uh, third season. And I, I love it because I get to meet people and, and ask very intuitive, intelligent questions that sometimes are not often asked. And you get to learn um, some really great nuggets, if you will, about life and in business and how to apply it, right? Yeah, I love that. Yep. I do that same thing. And I always look to see what kind of questions haven't been asked. Now I'm going to talk to you about the top sales world podcast. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. So you're yeah. 12, top 12, right? And how did that even top come 12. about? Yeah. How did that come about? And like, what did you, did you have to, did you apply for it or did you just hear about it or? I didn't apply for it. It, uh, it, it, I'm blessed. Somebody somewhere along the way nominated me for one of the top 12. So uh, it's uh, yeah. So it, it, popped in my inbox, actually, that I was nominated for this. So I'm very excited about it. And and amongst some really great podcasters. So that's, you know, to me, I've already won. I don't care if I get the title or not, just the idea that somebody's actually nominated and they're listening and I'm helping somebody, right? At the end of the day, Mike, that's why we do this. I don't make money off my podcast. I don't know about you. I don't make money off my, it's my gift to give back. I'm like you, very fortunate to be aligned with some really great people who are experts in their fields. And sometimes that's the only way people can get access to that kind of information. 
I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCrock.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Yeah, you know, it's like a coaching session. You can actually sit there and ask questions of yeah. like mentors. And, uh, you know, I saw that you yeah. were, uh, you were on, uh, Sharon Lecter's podcast and she was on yours as well. Yep. And, uh, yep. she's yep. friends with, do you know, Greg Reed? Yep. Yeah. Greg Reed's a friend of mine. Yep. And, uh, knock. yeah, I know, I know Sharon via Greg Reed and three feet from yep. and all that. So yeah, awesome people. And you know what, when you start talking to these people, then they connect you with other people. A lot of people don't realize how right. we make these connections and then the network grows is you get around the right people. And then those people have learned from other people how to connect people and the value of that. And then everybody starts giving. It's, it's more about giving right. than taking. And when you start doing yeah. that, then all of a stu- sudden, everybody's getting what they need because everybody's giving. Yeah. And, uh, that's right. you know, I, I think that's important to, to understand. And then that's how you get in touch with people like uh, Merrill Hodge, for example, I see that was on your podcast. And and uh, who else is on here that I know of? Um, I've heard of some of these people, but I'm a football guy. Of course, Tom Hopkins. Come on now. Tom Hopkins yeah. is who I like, basically studied under when I was uh, in sales back in the late 90s. Love Tom. Yeah, yeah. Love so. Tom. I had the, had the opportunity last, last Christmas or the Christmas before, I guess it was, to sit down with him and Michelle in their home. And, and he's an amazing human being. And the stories. I mean, he told me about the time that he was uh, knocked on the door. And this is when he was early in his real estate. Um, like when he was just started out in his professional career as, as a real estate agent, and he knocked on the door and sold a hell's angel uh, a house. And he talked about that story, right? And he's just an amazing human being. And I think one of the one of the most profound things that Tom has ever said that has probably had one of the mo- biggest impact on my life is he said, today, you have 100% of your life left. And he said, every single day, you have 100% of your life. I think people are so busy looking in the past and worried about what's happened in the past. Yes, we all make mistakes. God knows I've made more mistakes than I have done right. But if you don't learn from them, and if you stay stuck, like you talked about, then you're never going to move forward. And that's why I do believe that you have to be forward, not perfection. You just have to keep moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I always look back for the fuel and that's the main thing that I love to use because there's so much, so much valuable fuel behind us. And, uh, you know, uh, Grant Cardone has wrote wrote the forward for my book. And one of the things he said in the forward was, I wish I could tell you that as you go and get more successful, that the setbacks slow up or get smaller, but they don't, they actually get bigger and, uh, but you're prepared for them. And you, once you understand the concept that they're all fuel for you and it's all supposed to happen, then you don't get stuck when they happen. You, you actually continue to push forward and you, you look for opportunity in that setback immediately rather than getting stuck in it. All too many times people yeah. have an adversity. One of the, one of the, go ahead, sorry, because we're cutting each other off. Sorry, Mike. No, no, that's okay. Um, There's a one one of the most, yeah, one of the most profound things that was ever said to me was actually by Grant um, a few years ago. And he said, you know, obsession, um, be a, don't his book. Well, first of all, he wrote the book, be obsessed or be average. Right. But what he did tell me is he gave me permission, I think. And, and this was it had a profound impact on me. So we're having a conversation. He said, if you're not obsessed about not being average, and those weren't exactly his words, but you and I both know Grant well enough to know. Um, 
then I'm not doing business with you, period. And that was, I just literally went, what? Like, how, what do you mean you're not going to do business with me? And that really gave me the catapult or the platform to say, you know what? I'm not crazy. I'm, you know, I am obsessed about creating impact for others and what I'm doing and the value that I bring and and how I can help people to continually move forward, get off this hamster wheel of life and, and business. And I mean, that had a profound impact on my life. And so I think words really matter. Um, and I think when you sit and like you talked a little bit about, you know, how you're in the zone, right? And podcasting is a really great way to be in the zone and really take in what people tell you. And when you really take in and you take to heart and you activate what people tell you, the world is your oyster. It really yeah, truly man, is. 100%. I do believe that. hundred percent. And you know, yeah. uh, one thing I talk about a lot too, is Grant did something for me where all these years, you know, as a kid growing up, I was like wild. My mom always told me I was going to be a leader before I even knew what the word leader was. She always said that stick to your guns because when you believe in something, people will try to talk you out of it and to justify their position in life or their own agenda. She taught me those two things. Well, I've had this leadership and and stubborn on my, on my beliefs all these years. And then over the years, what happened is that I have all these people that either uh, aren't trying to be obsessed about being not, not being average. Uh, They're trying to justify where they are. They've quit. Um, they're, they're, whatever the case is, and eventually you start to close up and you start to, to dampen that fire. And so what Grant did for me, yeah. it's funny that you said that he validated for me when I read the 10X rule the first time, um, and then in talking to him and immersing myself in his content, he, he gave me validation to unleash the beast, the good beast. It's not a bad beast, but it's an <laughs> animal, it. you know? And I, yeah. and, and ever since he did that, I still try, like still have people that don't get me that feel uncomfortable yeah. around me. And I'm, I used to like shut up, but now I just, it's a rocket fuel concept. I turn it into fuel. I go harder. Like if you tell me not yeah. to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it harder now. Or if you tell me to calm it down or tone it down, or you need to troll me back in, that's just like pulling a rubber band back. And <laughs> this is the way it is now. And that's validated. So anything to me is possible. I feel like unstoppable now because of that. And I'm just continuously sharing that message along with my concepts. And uh, that's why the rocket fuel and 10X go so well together. So, yep. Yep. Well, it's interesting. You said, you said something um, that really sparked. So one of the things that I say often is when we believe the same, we are unstoppable together. And, you know, we create win, not a win-win, but a win-win-win, meaning a win for me, a win for you, but more importantly, a win for whoever we're, whatever the, the relationship is that we're trying, the impact that we're trying to achieve. Right. And so it's, it's interesting. You talk about people who, uh, hate on you or, or try to, you know, tamper or don't allow you to tune into that frequency that of your greatness. And probably about a year ago, I guess it would have been Mike, maybe a year and a half ago, I had the opportunity to sit down with somebody who's, who's a billionaire, not an influencer, but a billionaire in business. And he said to me something that was so profound that I still think about it today. And he said, Lisa, you will know when you have achieved success when the closest people to you are no longer in your life. And I looked at him like, what, what do you mean by that? And he said, most people that are in your life currently today are in your life because you haven't achieved the level of success that you want. And people often will feel like they need to be surrounded to help you, right? Because they want to feel better than how you feel or what you are portraying. 
And when you get to a certain level of success, that those people look very different because they no longer feel that they can help you. And now you're in competition with them. And it was interesting. And probably about eight, nine months later, something happened in my life personally. And that exact moment, I knew exactly what he was saying. And it's not that those people are bad that are around you. It's just that your life goes like this on a hockey stick and theirs stays the same. And what it does is it amplifies where they are versus where you are. And it's not because they hate you or dislike you. It's just that your life is taking a trajectory that they wish would happen for them. They just don't have the courage to do it. Yeah. And and so that leads to also them a lot of times before you're like reaching levels of success that you make them feel more comfortable and then they start to get yeah. uncomfortable and people don't like that. They don't like change. But what about when it's family or people that are close to you or spouses or moms or dads or brothers or sisters? I mean, that's when it gets harsh for people. They feel like it's harsh, but you have the decision that you're I either going to so. go after your dream life and what you want to accomplish as long as it's morally and ethically right. That, or you're not going to do it. You, ha- you have a choice and you have to figure out, yeah. and those people have to get in line with it. They, uh, you know, it's tough. I, I like it. You know what? You're right. You have a choice, but they have a choice too. And it's and at some point, you know, it's some time in your life. You know, I'm lucky. I'm very blessed. I have, you know, great, great group of uh, family around me that are, you know, very supportive. And, you know, you and I are entrepreneurs and we're risk takers, but we're not small, right? We're massive risk takers. And to most people that just looks really not like we're making smart decisions, right? Because we're, we're, you know, Sharon will talk about financial literacy and how we don't teach that in our schools, right? How we don't teach about abundance and amplification and thinking big. And big thinkers often get, you know, not patted on the back, but actually tapped on the back of the head. Like, don't be so stupid. You, you know, you cannot achieve that. You cannot, those are audacious goals. There's no way. Imagine if somebody told Grant that he couldn't be a billionaire. Can you imagine if like, you know, like those are audacious goals and not everybody has them, but you need to find the people who are going to support you and amplify you. And if they don't, then you need to make a choice as to whether and how much you're going to integrate them in your life. Because you, some of them you can't exclude altogether, right? But you do, you can choose how much influence you're going to have on you. You have the control of that. Nobody else does. Yeah. And so something I think about every morning I wake up, everybody's got their beliefs, but I believe in God. Yeah. And I believe that I was put on this earth with a certain amount of potential and blessings. Some people call blessings, potential, whatever. My job now is to show it and prove that I've been blessed but also share the blessings. And if I don't do that and reach for my potential every single day, I feel like it's a slap in my creator's yeah. face. That's the way I operate and think. Yeah. And uh, you know, when somebody tells me that you, know, you got to back it off a little bit, it's like, you're not in that position it's, to be able to tell me that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's almost gotta, like an addiction, isn't it? It's yeah. almost like when you get it out of your comfort zone for the first time and something really great happens, fundamentally, like whether it's a feeling or if it's, a result or it's a sale or it's money or whatever it happens to be. It's like you get addicted to that. And then you never want to go back. You Once you've been there once, you never want to go back. And I just wish for every single human on the planet that they could have that feeling once, because I think our world would be in a very different place. Yeah. That's the, that's the problem I have. The, 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 the problem that I have inside of me that I need to work on. It's an opportunity for growth is that I see greatness in people and I see the answers 
and they don't see it yet. And then if you say something, they resent you for doing it because they're not ready yet. And it's just, I get it. I get that, that it's when the student's ready, the teacher will appear and all that jazz. But sometimes I'm not okay with like sitting back and taking that for the answer. I like to, I like to push the envelope a little bit. And uh, that's just, that's, I, listen, I, I'm transparent. I'll talk about my, my challenges all day just to share it with people. So they know that they're not the only ones out there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, have you, have you felt that before as well? Oh God. I've had more no's and more, more doors slammed in my face. Right now I'm writing a book. So I'm writing a book, I'm co-authoring a book with a gentleman by the name of Jim Cathcart. I don't know if you know Jim or not, but he wrote the Acorn Principle TEDx talk, How to Believe in Yourself. Uh, anyways, we've had quite a few no's on our book. And, but that's okay. Because that no just means not yet. And if anybody's ever taught me that, it's Tom Hopkins. No is just not yet. And you got to keep going. I mean, chicken soup for the soul, look how many no's that they got before they actually got a yes. So I think, you know, one of the greatest things that Grant teaches most people is, is the art of resilience. Keep going, keep, keep asking, keep muddling along, keep being persistent, right? Follow up is key. Like the greatest successes that I've had is because I am relentless in follow up. You just keep asking until you get a yes. And yeah. no is just a not yet. Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing is why you keep calling me? Cause you haven't said yes yet. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very simple. Exactly. I mean, just say yes. Exactly. I'll stop calling it's my you. job. Exactly. It's, it's our job, Mike, right. To ask the right question at the right time. And so that yeah. might take 50 calls. Yeah. Yeah. But so what? Well, that's right. Well, Lisa, is there anything, any final words you want to share with the audience? Anything I missed, I should have asked you that I didn't. You know, Mike, uh, you did. There's one question you haven't asked me that you should have asked. What when is, is Mike coming on coffee with Lisa? I don't know. Am I scheduled yet? I can't keep track on my mind. I use my calendar so much. <laughs> am I, am I, am I booked yet or no? I know you're not, but you will be. Okay. Well, let's go. We'll get it. We'll get it going uh, right away. Whenever you need me to, I'll jump on there. I never turned down a podcast. And that's another thing I've heard no, with me neither. Re- really successful people um, say no a lot. <laughs> and I don't know that I'm really successful yet because I really don't like, I'll say yes, because one, I want to provide like value to that person and give them, you know, there's so many podcasters out there that have no energy and it drives me batty. Like they're on a podcast, they have an opportunity yeah. to speak to the world and they're talking monotone and oh, I'm like, I got to pump this guy up. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah. not that I'd need that on yeah, your show. Exactly. Though. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're not going to get that on my show. <laughs> no, no, we won't have a problem there. So how, how can my audience uh, interact, no. engage with you? You know what? They can find me at, uh, I've got a handle. It's Lisa Patrick BFD, or they can find me at lisapatrick.ca. And how did we get in touch by the way? Cause I have a bunch of people connecting me with great folks and I don't remember, was it Justin Breen or was it just on LinkedIn that we reached? Do you remember? I think it was LinkedIn. You know what? I've, I've followed your podcast for a while. Um, I know where it was. You know what? You had unstoppable Tracy Schmidt, Tracy on and uh, Tracy and I know each other well. Gotcha. And I started following you after I saw that. Um, gotcha. I hadn't awesome. heard of you before, quite honestly. No, that's um, my fault. I started following your podcast and listening. And there's a lot of people in the world. Like we got a long way to go before we're uh, in front of every single person. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Grant, Grant always says that when somebody but we know says, each other now. Yeah. Grant, Grant says that all the time when somebody said they haven't heard of him. He goes, well, that's my fault. That's why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Lisa, exactly. thank you so much for joining us on the, what are you made of podcast? I appreciate your time thank and we, you. you know, great to learn about you and guys go listen to Lisa with uh, a coffee with Lisa's on her podcast. Check it out. 
And what's the other podcast called that you have with Lauren? Uh, it's Culture Uncorked. So Culture it's all, uncorked. yeah. So that's, that's a relatively new one. We just started that a, a couple months ago. So I'm co-hosting with a gentleman by the name of Lauren Rubis, who's a, a Retired from the C-suite, he's my business partner at Belongify, and we talk all about culture and uncorking it and and uh, what all the great things you can do with teams and business. Yeah, I'm big on culture, man. That's awesome. So I'll, I'll be happy to come on that one too. Mm-hmm. Whatever I can do to help you. Yeah. And guys, also look out for Lisa's book when she does get it together and she gets a deal. Maybe I'll start a publishing company and just give her a deal right away. Um, whatever we need to do. <laughs> it's called... It's called the Intelligent Curiosity, if anybody's looking for it. Intelligent Curiosity. All right, great. Well, Lisa, thank you so much, guys. You've been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, Mike Searock. Go get that Rocket Fuel book, guys. It is available, MikeSearock.com forward slash book, MikeSearock.com forward slash book. It is a future bestseller. uh, So just go get it and then you'll get it ahead of time. And then you'll say, hey, I had that before it was a bestseller. And uh, I guarantee it'll change your life. uh, Go ahead, Lisa. Congratulations on getting uh, Grant to write the forward for you. Thank Kudos, you. man. Thank you. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Appreciate that. And uh, guys, if you have any questions on how to reach me, Google my name. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, my YouTube channel, Mike Searock Scirocco, or this podcast is available on all podcast platforms, Apple and Spotify and all of them. So until next time, guys, be good. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, Mike crock.com forward slash book that's mike croc.com forward slash book go get yourself a copy thank you so much for your support and your listenership it means the world to me thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of what are you made of be sure to check my website out at the mike crock.com the mike crock with no k.com and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode.